Hi, and welcome to episode number 50 of Lisa's WDW Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be discussing my most recent trip to Disney World. And thanks again for tuning into today's episode. Before I get into kind of my trip review to uh, Disney World, I recently did just a reminder to follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa's WDW Podcast. Um, and also, if you enjoyed this episode, please give a rating on iTunes and subscribe. My goal is to start uploading hopefully once a week. I know I've been a little sporadic in the last couple months of uploading podcasts, but my goal is to start uploading once a week. So starting with today's episode, and we'll get right into it, um, talking about my most recent trip to Disney World. Like I'm probably going to um, break this up into a couple parts, not sure how many, but I thought I would start kind of discussing my most recent trip. So on this trip, it was just my husband and I, and this time we wanted to stay at a new resort. Now, most times when we go to Disney World, we always like to try a new resort if possible. And since for this trip, um, we were going to be there for six days, which is a, probably the longest trip we've done, longest stay we've done. So we decided, though I would have loved to have stayed at a deluxe, um, but we thought a moderate would be a good choice just because the price range of how many days we're going to be there, a little more cost effective. So we decided to stay at Caribbean Beach Resort. Now we had stayed at Coronado. That was the only other moderate we had stayed at. If you're unfamiliar with the moderates, uh, Disney has three different levels as far as their resorts. There's the value, the moderate, and the deluxe. And in the moderates is Disney's Coronado Springs, Caribbean Beach Resort, French Quarter, and Riverside. So those are the four. And I think they also include like um, the cabins at Fort Wilderness, but that's kind of different from the other four. So I don't usually think of that one as a moderate, but technically it is. So we decided this time that we really enjoyed Coronado to give Caribbean Beach a try. We're both fans of that Caribbean tropical feel, so we definitely enjoyed the theme and were looking forward to giving the resort a try. I was more into the tropical look than kind of the New Orleans Mardi Gras. It's not really something, though I definitely will try it one day, that theming is not something I like as much as that Caribbean tropical um, feel, especially being from like the Northeast area. Who doesn't love to feel like they're somewhere warm with lots of palm trees? Because unfortunately, um, we don't have that here. So I was excited to give this resort a try. We were previously supposed to stay there, I think like two, two or maybe two years ago. Um, but we ended up not, we ended up getting upgraded to Saratoga Springs, so we never gave it, had a chance to try that resort out, so we were looking forward to it, especially because, um, Caribbean Beach had undergone, a major construction. They had, used to have a separate check-in area, and then a separate, like, food court shopping area, um, and now they've combined that, so they got rid of the old check-in area, redid the shopping, front desk, uh, like food court area, also their old restaurant, shutters they got rid of, uh, built a new area, a new restaurant called Sebastian's, which I was able to try. So they definitely redid the resort. 
Um, the only construction that's still going on is they are putting in the gondola system. So, and there's a gondola kind of hub of where you get on and off the gondola right near the resort. So there is construction going on as well as the new DVC resort, uh, Riviera, which is actually right next to Caribbean Beach. There was um, part of the Caribbean Beach Resort where they used to have more um, hotel rooms. They actually demoed down and now have uh, Riviera, which I believe is supposed to open, I think in, I want to say the winter of 2019. Um, but it's definitely coming along. They're still working on it. So you, and it's very close. So you can see it from pretty much almost every place in the resort. It's right on the kind of lagoon there. Um, so you did have construction between Riviera and the gondola system, but actually nothing too much at the resort. So I was looking forward to giving it a try, even though I knew we would be seeing construction. It won't be as much. So my overall thoughts on the resort, I really like the theming. I love how many palm trees there are. I love palm trees, so that's pretty awesome. And I also loved the main area, like the front desk area was really nice. Whatever scent they have going, like they're um, pumping through the vents, the different scent, and the scent that they have smells almost like, um, reminds me of like suntan lotion, which I love that smell. So every time I'd walk into the lobby, it always smelled amazing. So I mean, the uh, front desk lobby area was really nice. The shopping area, like the gift shop was really nice. The food court was really nice. Excuse the jingling noise in the background. Um, that's one, one of my dogs who always seems to be when I want to record suddenly in the room with me and has to scratch their collar and make all this noise. So just disregard that. But um, going back to the resort, the food court, I liked the food offerings that they had, but I wasn't as fan of the setup. Like in the past and in other value resorts and other moderates I stayed at, there's a bunch of different areas. So there's a big food court and you can go to different kind of lines and get the different food offerings they have. It's not just one line. Um, when I stayed at Saratoga, it was, I think, a couple of lines, but it was smaller. But again, that resort is not as many people who would go eat there. Now, this resort is a big resort. And the line sometimes for food, because you have to order at one spot, and then you're giving a little buzzer, but they don't bring the food to your table if you're eating in. The buzzer just goes off and you have to go pick it up at a pickup window. You can also order food to go. Every time we ate there, we ate at the place. So when the buzzer would go off, our food was ready. But I remember the first night when we got there, we got there late and it was probably about 9.30 at night and it was packed like I couldn't believe how many people are in line to get food um, when I was there there was also a cheerleading competition going on so I think that may have played a part in it maybe the competition was done for the day and a bunch of people were coming back to grab something to eat but it was packed and we had waited online for a while now they do have um, an option for mobile ordering which may have been a good idea we ended up not mobile ordering on our trip because we were never really that much in a rush but it is a good option if you know what you want beforehand to mobile order so that way you're not waiting in line. The first time we went there as well as the second time, I got the same meal both times we ate there for, like one time was, I think one time, both times were dinner. 
that we ate there, I got the Island Eggless Salad Sandwich, which they call a house-made eggless salad blended with tofu, broccoli, vegan mayonnaise, Dijon mustard, sweet potatoes, and apples on a lettuce and tomato um, multigrain bread. And I know my husband got the first time he went there, he got the um, Caribbean Taco Trio, and the second time I think he got the plant-based Caribbean Taco Trio. I believe he liked both of them. Um, he just wasn't crazy about like the actual taco shell that they came in. I really enjoyed my eggless salad sandwich um, the first time I had it. I was it was odd though. I mean, I'll say it is odd because there's tofu, which I like. There's broccoli in it, which again is tasty, but you get the mustard taste, but then you also get the apple taste. So it was hard for me to figure out exactly what was all in the sandwich, um, but I enjoyed it. It was definitely different, um, but I really liked it. I actually got that I, the second time because I thought it was really good, really filling, um, and kind of a little bit more on the lighter side. I mean, there's a big portion, but it's not like a, really, like a heavy, heavy meal, but yet filling. So... I would definitely recommend it. Again, it's a little different, but I was glad that I got it. I was glad to try something different. Like I didn't want like a burger and fries or like pizza or something. I wanted something a little different. So I was glad this was on the menu. So our room, when we first got to our room, again, it was, it was very nice. Um, Caribbean Beach had re got a refurbishment a couple of years back when they did a refurb on those rooms unlike most other rooms like Coronado and they did uh, Pop Century and some other rooms they put in like a vinyl wood flooring here they stayed with the carpets I think the vinyl wood flooring would have looked a little bit better but the rooms were still very nice we had a corner room which I was looking forward to thinking oh they'll get more light in the room we were up on the second floor and it it did bring in more light, but I really didn't have the blinds open that often because we were pretty much always there. It was in the evening, not much during the day, and the view was of like the parking lot area, so it wasn't like I had a view of the water. Uh, so in that case, it was okay. I mean, I don't know if they're any bigger than the regular rooms, but it was nice, and I was happy with it. The bathroom was nice. Um, no complaints at all with the room. It was what I had expected it to be, nice and clean. Um, and we were located in the Aruba section. Now, I had heard, you know, prior to going to Caribbean Beach how big this resort is. But I had heard the same thing about Coronado, and I didn't think Coronado was that big. Um, I heard that about Saratoga. Now, we were in the Congress Park area, which is kind of an ideal location in Saratoga as far as being not too far from the food court and right near Disney Springs. But I was like, oh, well, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too big. But this resort is definitely big. Um, we were over in Aruba and it was a walk to get to the main kind of center town market area and where they have the food and the stores and the lobby. Like it was a hike. Now there is a little mini island in between. Um, Caribbean Beach has like kind of a lagoon in the middle and the rooms kind of go around that. But there is an island in the middle, which there is... Um, bridges to the island and then across to the main area however though it was pretty it still was a long walk um, as far as being near transportation we were near our bus stop like that wasn't far at all that was like a minute or two away but it definitely took a while to get to the main area there was also several bus stops um, at this resort so it just took a while to get around now we were the last bus stop to leave so we were the last pickup before 
heading to the parks, that which was nice. But I think we were also the last pickup to be dropped off. And I want to say it was there probably like five different stops. So what we would do on the way back is we would just get off at the second stop, which takes you to the Centertown Market shopping like main lobby area. And then just from there, usually we would pick up a drink or get something to eat. And then we would walk back to our room. So we found that just an easier way than having to wait to go all the way around to our final stop. Um, so that is the only kind of negative I would say about the resort is just how big it is. Um, if you're in the preferred area, which is like Martinique, which is right next to um, the main lobby area, um, that definitely would be a plus. Of course, it costs more for that, but it's definitely a plus. So right now you do in that area and then also Aruba have like a bird's eye view of the construction of Riviera. Riviera. Now, once that is all finished, I think that's going to be really nice because that looks like it's going to be a gorgeous resort and it definitely won't be an eyesore anymore. I mean, it's going to be very pretty. And if you wanted to walk over there and check it out, I mean, it's going to be very nice. But right now, not as much with it just being construction. Okay, so now going into our actual first full day, that's kind of my little short review of Caribbean Beach Resort. We but going into our first day, now because we had arrived late in the evening, so our first day we were going to go to Epcot and we had dinner reservations at the Coral Reef restaurant. So in Epcot, which is probably our favorite park to go to, I mean, it's definitely probably, probably my favorite, um, we had the Festival of the Arts going on when we were there. Now we went to the Festival of the Arts the first year it was open and they started it, which I want to say was 2017. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was 2017. So we went to the first year and I was looking forward to going back again. I would love to look at the different art they have as well as the food. I mean, any festival that has food is always great. We've done flower and garden, uh, food and wine. So I was definitely looking forward to the food booths at Festival of the Arts. Now going into it, the first year I had enjoyed... The food booths, but I didn't have too much. I remember having that deconstructed, like, sweet potato thing they had, which was purple. And then I had the deconstructed BLT. My husband tried the deconstructed Reuben. But those are the only things I kind of really remembered from it. And they were cool looking, but I wasn't, like, wowed by the taste. It was just more cool to look at. Now, this year, we decided to try a lot more of the food booths, and I was really impressed with the food they had. We, of course, were on the dining plan, so we were able to use our snack credits for most items that they offered. So, some of our favorite items from the festival, I know my husband really loved um, the Dragon and Phoenix, which was in the Painted Panda, which is in the China Pavilion. It was a spicy sautéed shrimp with spinach noodles, and he said that was one of his favorite items. I really loved pretty much everything I tried. I tried the sushi donut over in Japan, which it was sushi in a kind of a donut shape, and they had salmon and tuna and shrimp and avocado with like a wasabi sauce. It was really yummy, and it was a really good portion. I was impressed with the portion size and most of the things that they offered. The probably largest portion size and also probably my favorite item um, at the whole festival was the Mediterranean flatbread over in Morocco. It was uh, had olive oil and artichoke and 
olives and mozzarella and feta cheese and it was I mean a large portion size and it was good I mean that pretty much could have been my lunch or like a meal it was so good and I definitely enjoyed that I also loved the um brie they almost had like a brie and a bread bowl over in France that was delicious a little hard to eat definitely very messy um but that was also really really good I usually don't get the like alcoholic drinks that they offer. I think I got one at the booths because the price of it compared to the actual size and amount you get to me is not worth it. My go-to place for drinks in Epcot is to go to La Cava de Tequila and I get this wild passion fruit drink. I think that they now call it, it used to be called like wild passion fruit. Now I think that they call it the wild one. But it is my go-to. I get that. Every time I go to Epcot, they're strong, but they're tasty. So I highly recommend that if you like something like fruity but strong. I don't consider myself someone who really drinks tequila, but they're really good. So that's like my go-to drink. So I'd rather just spend the money like $14 to get that than to spend, you know, $7, $8 and a tiny bit of sparkling wine or beer. So Kind of, that's kind of my go-to, so I don't usually get too many drinks. But the food at the Festival of the Arch this year I thought was really good. Of course, there's also areas around for you to take pictures and famous paintings. We did that a lot the first year. Um, this year on day one, we did a couple of them, and we also visited Epcot at the end of our trip and did some more. But we were able to definitely check out the Festival of the Arts um, and do most of the rides the first day we did fast pass for frozen we checked out soren we waited in line for that which i didn't find the wait i think it was maybe 30 minutes it wasn't bad at all i downloaded the disney play or play disney app where you can play like games and stuff when you're waiting in line at the parks i really didn't use it much but what time at one time i really did use it was when I was waiting in line for Soren because if you've ever waited in line they have the one section where you can answer different trivia questions so when you play on the app you're able to answer the different trivia questions not only when you're in front of the board but also when you then go to the different areas waiting for the video to play before you go into the theater for uh, Soren so I really enjoyed that. It made time go by super quick and it made the line not seem as long. So we rode Soren the first time we were in the B section. Um, or we were in B? No, we were in the front row of uh, C. So we were over on the edge. So, of course, everything, if you're on the far corner, and soaring on the right, far right or far left, you'll notice the screen looks a little distorted when it comes to certain images. The most noticeable one is the Eiffel Tower. So that you just kind of know going into it, but I still love soaring. I still would rather be in like the front row um, and be on the side than be in the middle in the B section, but be like the second or third row. Because I get more annoyed, I think, seeing people's feet in my view than I do actually having like the buildings kind of be on an angle. Um, so, but we did that and it was really enjoyable. We did figment, which we always do, which is though I don't, something about that ride I just really enjoy. I don't know what it is, but just something about it. I just, every time we go, we have to do that ride. 
Um, so, but this time we spent more of our first day because we knew we were coming back to uh, Epcot, spending more time in World Showcase. So we watched the um, video, the Impressions de France, which we had never seen. We had seen the Circle Vision of Canada, which we didn't watch again this time, but we hadn't seen the France video or the China video. So we watched the France video and the China video, which is kind of like a Circle Vision almost too, like the Canadian one. I really liked the China one. The France one, I didn't find as entertaining, but you got to sit down, which was nice. We had been walking a lot, so sitting down, relaxing a little bit was nice. But we definitely made our rounds to the World Showcase. I love World Showcase. I can spend hours and hours looking through there and shopping. It's just so much fun. And to end our day at Epcot, we pretty much got there when the park opened. We had dinner reservations. Now, these were early reservations. I think they were like 4 o'clock. But we had them at Coral Reef Restaurant. I always like to try new restaurants every time we go to Disney World. I usually repeat one or two restaurants. But I make sure, like to make sure everything else is a new restaurant for us to try. So I was excited about trying Coral Reef. And the main reason for this, um, probably why I was most excited, is uh, growing up in the 90s, I used to watch Full House. And I remember the Full House episode where the whole family went to Disney World. They stayed at like the Grand Floridian. And I remember them eating at Coral Reef. So that was kind of stuck to my in my memory. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, the restaurant they ate at on the TV show. And it, I think it was Jesse and Joey were in the fish tank. So I was excited about it. Now, my husband was not really excited about trying this restaurant. But I convinced him because we were going to be eating at Epcot twice to at least one time was to Coral Reef. So we went there. Um, when I had checked in, we got there a little early. I wanted, I asked to if we could sit right next to kind of the fish tank. I didn't want to be back far where I couldn't see the fish tank. Well, I wanted to be right next to it. So I said, you know, is there a way if we could sit next to the fish tank? I'm okay if, with waiting longer if that's necessary. Like I got there early hoping that if I needed to wait, that was fine. Um, they let us know that we probably won't have to wait any longer, but they would, you know, make a note of that. So we waited maybe five, ten minutes. We were already early for a reservation, so it really wasn't much of a wait. And we were able to sit right next to the fish tank, which was awesome. They give you a little pad that kind of, or a little piece of paper that shows you the different fish and stuff that's in the fish tank. And they had sharks and these big sea turtles and all these different types of fish. I think my sharks were my favorite. Um, but it was awesome. I and mean, it's ginormous fish tank and it was so cool and the sharks were coming by all the time like every time I looked at the fish which was pretty much the whole meal uh the sharks were going by we had so I was just pretty much mesmerized by that and really enjoyed it the atmosphere is definitely um like a, it's darker of course because you're looking at the fish tank and it's a little I would say the inside's a tad bit dated but again I was just really looking forward to it because I remember from my childhood I was thinking oh that'd be so cool to go there um and there I was so I you know still kind of almost had a little nostalgia to it for me just always seeing that and thinking it'd be so much fun and the fish were just awesome. Like, it was so cool to watch the fish tank. Our waiter was awesome. He was great. I mean, he was very knowledgeable. He was like, if you have any questions on the fish, let me know. He made recommendations on the food to get. 
his recommendation was the shrimp and grits or the, I believe it was the pork chop. So my husband went and got the shrimp and grits. I got the whole lobster, which he was like, oh, okay. You know, you have to, you know, it's going to be, it's a hard shelled lobster. You're going to have to crack it open and all. It's not going to be, you know, all cracked open and such. And I said, oh yeah, no, I know that. Um, so I went ahead and got that because I just love lobster. My husband said the shrimp and grits were really good. My lobster was really good, but boy, it was a lot of work. Um, I have lobsters, usually like during the summertime, we'll have lobsters. And I think like the last lobster I had, I want to say is, I don't know if this even exists, but I want to say it was like a soft shell lobster. Like I just don't remember the shell being as hard to open. So I definitely took some work to get the shell open and to get, you know, the actual lobster meat. And of course it's not... And the most attractive thing is you're trying to like crunch and like pry the lobster meat out of the lobster like claws and all, but it was still delicious. Of course, you know, I'm cutting my hand and the butter burns your hand. It's, you know, big to do, but I loved it. Um, it was really good and we really enjoyed our meal and I just loved, um, also just watching like the fish and the sharks and all was awesome. We didn't get an appetizer. They had a bread and butter to start off with, which was great. And then for dessert, we had gotten the, I want to say I got the chocolate, ooh, did I take the chocolate? I think my husband got the chocolate wave and I got the warm vanilla crusted filled uh, strudel. I think that's what it was. But the dessert was very good too. I was only able to eat um, a little of it, but our... Um, Waiter was great. The service there was great. I feel bad. I can't remember his name, but he was awesome. Like, I didn't feel rushed at all. He had a lot of good, like, you know, he always had recommendations. Just super nice. Um, and I definitely would recommend it. Um, again, there's so many good restaurants at Epcot. And so it's, you know, hard, especially when there's so many places in the world showcase to eat. Coral Reef's not, like, first on your list. And it's kind of tucked away, you know, by the seas with Nemo and friends. So you don't really even notice that it's there. But it's definitely worth it. Um, it's somewhere, though I like to try new places. I don't think it's somewhere. But, like, oh, I must go eat there um, again. But it still was really good. And it wouldn't be somewhere that I'll be against going again. Cause it was just, the food was great. The service was great. Um, probably the best service that we had. No, all our service, all the servers, the waiters and waitresses we had were great, but our server at Coral Reef. And again, I feel so bad. I can't remember his name. Um, probably was the best, uh, we had all our trips, so it was definitely a really enjoyable meal, kind of a good start. I know my husband, again, wasn't looking forward to trying Coral Reef, but I think after the meal, he was pleasantly surprised on the food and the service um, that we got. So after our meal was over, I think we walked around maybe a little bit longer in Epcot, and then we decided to head back to our resort. Um, the next day we went to Animal Kingdom and we were going to do the extra magic morning hours. So we knew we had to be up early. So we called it an early night, our first day. And I think I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here now. And then on the next episode, I'll talk about day two of our trip where we did um, the extra magic morning hours at Animal Kingdom as well as our day at Animal Kingdom. Also our trip over to Disney Springs and our dinner at Sebastian's. 
as well as day three, which was a non-park day where I got a chance to go to the Census Spa at Grand Floridian Disney Springs to check out The Void, which was really cool. I'll talk more about that and our dinner at Boathouse. So I will chat about that in our nec- my next episode. I um, hope you enjoyed this podcast and please check back again next week for a new episode of Lisa's WDW Podcast. <laughs>